Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Jane. Jane, thank you so much for being here today with us. Happy to be here. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Will be. So I know you and love you to death, but I want you to, well, not to death, maybe to pieces. Um, <laughs> give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you do. Thank you. Okay. So I, you know, I think I always like to start off with 37 years in the entrepreneurial trenches. So that gives you an idea. Um, eight businesses, uh, probably one of, one of my favorite accomplishments, Michelle's, all eight of those businesses have been launched and grown with my husband, who I'm still happily <laughs> married to and in love with, which I think is a feat in and of itself. But um, the common thread through all the businesses was uh, entrepreneurship being a, a tool for empowering others. So whether it was a technology company, which we're, we're working in now, um, business startup companies, all of the common thread is really empowering people to take their expertise and their passions and their experience and turning it into profitable businesses. Very cool. Now, <laughs> we will get into a few of those because now you've piqued my interest even more. Um, but this latest and greatest project that you have on the go um, in regards to Magpie, tell us about that yeah. one. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So, um, you know, I think every great business that serves the client was born out of a frustration or a problem that the entrepreneur had. And so um, I'm grateful to be married to a guy who has a programming team. And so I know how you know how important it is to have those programmers in our back pocket. But it was about um, six years ago now, I had grown my list to 10,000. And I'm very committed to serving people where they are. And I didn't know where these people were in their business. I didn't know if they were newbies, intermediate. I didn't know if they were kicking it up, you know, um, out of the park. And so I wanted a way to understand who was at the other end of the email. And so we actually took a feature on our e-learning platform. So one of our com companies is an e-learning platform. And one of the things that we're a big proponent of is measuring progress of the students who you know, academies we would build. And it dawned on us, so why don't we take the assessment that we were using in the e-learning platform to measure where people were in their process? Why don't we pluck that out, put it into a tool that anybody can take? And it was just, it was remarkable. You know, what, not only did it, it let us know who was at the other end of the email, where they were in their process, where the challenges were, where the missing pieces were, um, it really facilitated some, some meaningful connections in an age, if you think this is six years ago, in an age where just everything was email. Um, and, you know, it, it just had a tremendous impact on, at the time I had a mastermind where people would come in and I'd go on a journey with them for six months. And it, I mean, our closing rate was like 90%. And usually that 10% were people that didn't, wasn't a fit for, for what we were offering but it just transformed my company. It transformed our relationship with our list and it made sales um, incredibly 
meaningful and also super fun and easy, I guess is really what it did. So when we were doing that, then my, my clients became guinea pigs. Michelle, I'm sure you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, where we're like, okay, this is working for me. Let's try it for you. And they were knocking it out of the park. They were loving using this assessment in their, in their sales. Uh, and so we made a company and now we're at the 3.0 version of the software. So this is like the third iteration of the software. And we're, um, yeah, we're in, in the launch process. And now my 24 year old son is on the, on the journey with us. So yay, new recruit. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well, that's fun. So I, I know you're getting super excited and depending on when this, uh, when people listen to the podcast, it will be right. different. So while we're recording this, we're super excited because we're going to have launch by the time you guys listen to this, maybe it'll already be launched and it'll be fun, but give us some sneak peeks at um, a little bit more about what the software can do for people and how how people have been using it. Yeah, you know, it's um, so, you know, no matter when you hear this, if you go to magpie.com, so M-A-G-P-A-I.com, you can kind of get a sense a little bit about what assessment marketing is. Most people who are in the entrepreneurial space growing a business, they understand the importance of lead magnets. They understand the, you know, the, the power of quizzes. Um, where we really like shine and where I think our zone of genius is, is we help our clients build out assessments where the person who takes the assessment is scoring themselves on a scale of one to 10, right? So it does a couple different things. As a person goes through an assessment that we help our clients build out, they're really coming to this place of awareness about one, where they're on track. Right. So what are they celebrating? Where are they knocking it out of the park? So it can be relationship, health and wellness, finance, business, leadership, whatever the topic is. We give our clients the opportunity to say, OK, yeah, on a scale of one to ten, I'm knocking it out of the park. I'm an eight. I'm a nine. I'm a ten. But then what happens is they go through these statements that they have to measure themselves on those areas where they're scoring themselves at a three and a four. It becomes this truth teller. Right. And Michelle, you know, like as we are finding the clients we're here to serve, one of the most important things that we need to do is to shine the spotlight on those missing pieces. It's the gap. And sometimes for a lot of people who don't enjoy sales or maybe don't have the sales experience, that's an uncomfortable part of the conversation. So what I love about assessments is we can take someone who either doesn't know how to sell or doesn't like to sell, and all of a sudden by infusing the assessment, whereby the individual takes the assessment before they come to that one-on-one -on -one conversation, which is usually one of the first ways our people are using the assessment. It just makes the whole conversation uh, so much more meaningful. You know, we, we start off the conversation celebrating where they've scored themselves high. Then we easily and simply transition to the places they've scored themselves low, no funkiness, no weird awkwardness. No, as you know, as we used to say, no sticking the knife in and turning it to, you know, ask, exacerbate the pain, which is what old school sales is all about, right? And you don't need to do that. It's just a simple conversation about what are those missing pieces that are holding them back or causing them the challenges. And then it's just, I love, you know, teaching people it's a very simple transition and okay, here's how I can support you in that. So um, to me, what I love about it is not only does it help you create a more meaningful relationship with the people on your list, because you can send this out to everybody who's in your community, whether it's 400 or 40,000. Um, it also really facilitates a meaningful conversation that's, that's valuable for them. It's super succinct and it allows you to trans 
transition people into your offer really super simply. Love that. And there are a, a ton of different ways that you can use it. It's not just for the lead acquisition, but what I have noticed was even on ours, before we had sent it out to the public, we had people going to the website and, and filling it out, which I thought was awesome because we we're still trying to figure Yay. out what we had, where, and people mm-hmm. were doing it. Um, but the honesty with which the answers came through was wild to me because they're they go in through the answers and then all of a sudden there's this huge heartfelt oh my god this is what's going on in my business yeah the way they were writing it was fantastic like oh my god that's awesome i (laughs) I mean we had it was a game changer for the software this is in the second iteration when not not only do we have the section where they're measuring where they are on a scale of one to ten we also have this really cool commitment score. We can talk a little bit about that because that's where a lot of people are wasting time. But we added the ability to add some open-ended questions. We usually say that keep it to three because some people are using a survey prior to or somewhere in the sales process. But I got to tell you, Michelle, my favorite question to have everybody ask, like usually we say, you know, what was your biggest aha from taking the assessment, right? So normally they're like, get it. I see where the problems are. The second question we ask were, what are some of the challenges that you're facing right now in regards to whatever the topic is? And the third question sometimes we ask is, is there anything else that you would want me to know about, you know, your current situation? It's like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) The floodgates open. It's part of, you know, to me in this digital age, when, you know, so many people are feeling invisible, um, I think it's important to not only give them a chance to see where they are in the process through the assessment side of it, but to ask these questions, it allows people to feel seen, heard, and understood. And honestly, no matter who you are and no matter where you are in your journey, everybody wants to feel seen and heard and understood. And I think that's what I love about the tool is the combination of those like three components that we measure yeah, it, it, it makes this whole sales process, whether you're doing it one-on-one or, you know, automatically that's you guys are working on kind of having that be in your nurture campaign and such. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, we got, we all have to stay connected in this digital age. You know, we got to, we got to save that human piece uh, for us always to, to make, you know, the process of transacting and marketing more meaningful for everybody. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, I love that part when it, they opened up and I was like, well, and we can absolutely automate the back end of it. But it, to me, it was super easy to just send a quick email and go, thanks for filling out the survey. That was awesome. And <laughs> based on your answers and start yeah. a conversation with them. And which to me has to make life of a salesperson so much like I happen to know these people and I could just kind of email them anytime and go, dude, how's it going? Um, that's yeah. not an issue for me, but I did notice that it was, it was just a real conversation and just being able to reply back and just go, Hey, I heard what you were saying. <laughs> right. What's getting in your way of a complicated me, 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 I get the way. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what, what you're bringing, I mean, this is also kind of how your company rolls, right? You understand the basic principle but what I will, will say, you know, we've had our finger on the pulse of using assessments for five years now. So we have all the stats and we have all the, the clients that we're able to kind of tap into. And what's happening in today's marketing is um, it, it takes a little nudge to get people on a call, especially if you've got a higher end offer. People are, are almost numb to this whole, hey, jump on a strategy call and, you know, fill out this form and, 
And I will say that um, because the assessment is different than a survey or a quiz, what it does is it allows that, just as you say, that email that you're sending back can be so much more poignant to, to the challenge where you stand out and also that extra little nudge of like, hey, it's all good. Let's just get on a, a call and explore what's going on with you. And if there's any way that I can support, that's, mm. that's it. It's that simple. I was saying we had this whole situation because like, of course, in my inbox, I get assessments every day of people who found our assessment. And it was Wednesday, I got her assessment. Her commitment score was 30 out of 30, which we can uh -huh. talk about that and why like that's a like, yes. That's well. a yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I sent her an email that took me about six seconds to write. She jumped on my calendar yesterday and we closed, you know, she's a new client. That's a 24 hour period. And what she said was, OMG, I've never felt so seen. Aww. That was what her, that's what her automatic email to me when I said, Hey, I see you're struggling with this. Like you got this girl and let's talk about this. Aww, yeah. So, and she's now, like, I just adore her. She's now in, in our, our tribe, but like, so whoever's listening for those of you who've made the, the sales process almost too mechanic mm -hmm. or too impersonal, even though it's a tech tool, like it's almost like an oxymoron, right? We're going to use technology to create more connections. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody ever until now. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's but, true. Um, it's true. This actually does do that. And it's it super, does. it's super cool. I know one of my friends, Jeffrey Van Dyke, he's a sweetheart. And I, and I was like, dude, like how did I end up with two technology companies? We're in the e-learning world. We're in the assessment world. And he's like, oh, honey, you're just using technology to do the thing that you're on the planet to do, which is to uplift people. And I'm like, okay, that I can, that I can, I can use. Fine. I love that. And when it's so true in this case. And so, yeah, let's look at that commitment level because I think it's a conversation that people need to have when they're in sales Yeah. and they don't because they're afraid to ask it because they're not saying, Hey, how committed are you to solving your problem? They're like, Hey, how much do you like me? <laughs> so yeah. that's that's not right. what's happening it's not all about you and I think with right. the help that you give people to write the assessment it is all about them and that's why they feel hurt yeah and actually like I'm so happy because you know as you know we're we are continually tweaking we have templates we have swipe copy all that's our it's been tested now for five years but talking about the commitment score so I will say like that was a good day when I thought of this one. I will say <laughs> that nice. was a good day. And then I went to the tech team and said, I wanted to do this, but here's what was happening. What we were finding is so when I handed my sales process, because we had the mastermind I, and I had a team and I handed the sales process over to the team. What I saw was, you know, they were feeling deflated and frustrated because they, and you know, this like Michelle, you know, this, anybody who's listening, you've all gone onto a call where you were hopeful, you know, you maybe looked at, the survey they sent or something and and you're hopeful and within like the first five minutes you're like uh, this isn't going to happen I, I just you feel it in your bones it's like no they're either not in the right place in terms of you know where you can best serve them they're either not open um, to investing they're just not in that willingness place and understand that they need to invest in themselves or thirdly they just don't value your time right that's the person who calls in from the car, right? <laughs> who, who's hey, like, yeah, five minutes. Why don't you tell me what that thing exactly. is that you're doing? <laughs> okay. So 
I identified these three pet peeves of mine that I felt was also, you know, sort of decreasing the morale of my team, right? I mm. want them on, on calls with people, or I personally want to get on a call with someone who values my time, who's in the right place on their journey, and who is open to investing if they find the right fit. So I was like, well, why don't we just have them assess that? <laughs> like, so, so in the assessment, like, duh, why didn't anybody else think of this? Um, so on the assessment, we have a section at the bottom called the commitment section. And we literally say on a scale of one to 10, how open are you to finding out this challenge that's holding you back? How open are you to investing if you find the right solution? And how much do you value the opportunity to get on a call with someone? And so literally, so we talked about Leslie, who was the person who came into my inbox on Wednesday. She was like a 10, 10, 10 girlfriend, like I'm in. And so what we do is when those leads come in, it takes like a second. And you're probably experiencing this yourself, Michelle. Like I can't help myself. I, I know I'm supposed to stay focused, but when I see an assessment result come in, the first thing I do is I scroll down. Before I even look at the top, I scroll down and say, is this a lead that deserves my time? Now you can also go into the back office of the software and you can see them all, but I, I just get a I get jazzed. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so when you see what you can do is um, actually set a, a score for the commitment level. So even Leslie was a, a 30, but we set it at 24. So anytime an assessment, a new lead comes in, if they have a commitment score above 24, which means they're, they're up there, then in the autoresponder, we actually have an invitation and maybe Leslie even booked before I sent the personal email, but we, um, we can embed a sentence that says, before we go over your assessment results, I want to acknowledge your commitment score was a, what, 10, 20, 24 or 30 out of 30. And then basically we just say, you're exactly the kind of people that we love to explore possible next steps. Here's my calendar link, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about the problem that I had where my team was getting on calls with people who were really not ideal clients, one of the things we can do, Michelle, is we can immediately increase the close rate of our clients from those one-on-one -on -one conversations just by making sure they're not giving their time to people who aren't really ideal clients. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it does take, so back in the day when we were doing, <laughs> we would have a call with somebody and we would go through these questions and, and that was always a bane in my existence. It was like, oh, I hate these calls. Oh, you mean to you mean reviewing the survey? Not uh, reviewing the, the survey, but instead of a survey. So back like when oh, we didn't yeah. have surveys like 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was, we had to ask these questions. And, and then of course people would lie to you because you know, they either wanted to impress you or they didn't want to, you know, for whatever absolutely. reason, expose the fact that they were doing something. Now, oh yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely a 30. And then you get into the actual meeting and they're like, no, no, we're I, I didn't even bother bringing in the CEO because we're not really talking about this. It's like, and I drove all the way over here and parked. With it. Exactly. And it's just, you know, it's awesome that this survey does all of that. And it's not just a, hey, before we have the meeting, can you answer all these questions for me? Because people hate doing that as well. This, right. everybody that's done it, and not only for us, but for a couple of other companies that you've done ones with, when we're filling out those, they're all like, oh my God, this was so much fun. This was, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like know. the best world between getting the information we need and having them do like a fun little quiz that they just get to go blah, 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 and find out more about who they are and how they operate. So it's, yeah. it's, you've, you've married the two perfectly. Beautiful. Thank you. Cause I know, I love that you get it. And, 
and I think, you know, as people who are listening, you know, you have, you can use this as a lead magnet. So that is one, you can use it as a, as a lead gen. Typically you want to do a couple things to make it effective on the front end. Um, you can use it in new lead nurture campaigns. If you do webinars, never, ever, ever hold another webinar without plopping this in front, never hold a live again without putting this in front. Because if you can imagine the power, um, you know, we have a mutual friend, Jay Fassett, and he stepped into that last live day, a three-day um, three event that he did. He had his finger on the pulse of everybody in the room. And mm -hmm. you can do that as well with your webinars. Like I, my favorite, a lot of people are doing webinars and masterclasses now. And imagine how good you feel versus before you're like, I don't know who's showing up. I'm just going to, I'm going to go live and pray that people are going to be there and wonder who they are. But um, my favorite thing to do is the morning of a webinar that we hold internally is I, I talk, I call it my sacred morning and I spend about an hour, depending on how many people are registered, but I just spend time going in, clicking on, on their results, looking at the challenges, seeing where people are scoring. So by the time I go live on that broadcast, I feel like I know these people and I feel very connected and that changes how I show up and train all of a sudden, instead of it being marketing and salesy, all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, like I know where these people are. I feel the pain. I'm going to deliver value on this masterclass. So of course they're going to say yes at the end, whatever that next step is. So um, yeah, so there's lots of different places to use it. Typical assessment, Michelle, you know, we have two different kinds. There's like a little quickie that's like a minute and a half to two minutes for people to take the little deeper dive assessment, which we prefer, especially if you're selling a high-end package, that's you know three to four minutes for a person to complete. And if you think about it, if somebody's not willing to take three to four minutes to gain value about where they are, are they really your ideal client, right? No. <laughs> so, no. so just the fact that we're having them jump, you know, jump through this little mini hoop already is a pre-qualifier. And then, you know, taking them to that place of self-awareness of like, oh crap, this is what's not working. Um, there's also, let me, I want to I'm sure there's this something called, uh, it's like a new phenomenon. I think I should want to put it in a Webster <laughs> definition, but um, what we call it is assumed genius. And what it means is that, and I didn't expect this, Michelle, but we found out by doing conversations with people who had taken the assessment was if I go through an assessment, let's say I'm a health and wellness coach, right? If I go through an assessment and maybe they're they're um, you know, giving me different areas to measure nutrition, exercise, all of those. And I'm scoring myself. Let's say I'm, you know, I'm doing well in the hydration, drinking water, but I'm not exercising. What happens is, is when a person takes an assessment or in our world in business growth or in sales, if a person scores themselves low and I have a kick-ass lead magnet that's bringing me in leads, if they score themselves low in any of these areas, subliminally, psychologically, they assume that if you're measuring it, you can fix it. Ooh. Isn't that cool? That is. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> People like laugh and sort of right there. I know. That's <laughs> awesome, <laughs> right? It's, like a, it's a subliminal builder of credibility. So by the time I get to the end and I see where I've scored myself low, I'm coming away from that assessment assuming that the, the places that I'm, I'm scoring myself low, I'm assuming that you can help me fix that. So they go into the sales funnel or they come to the sales call already be like, okay, like let's, and, I, and like, I will say also, um, it, it'll lop off about 20 minutes off of your, your traditional sales call. 
like I'm even down to like 25 minutes just because they all have to take the assessment and yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, and you've given me some awesome ideas because I do think that anybody that has a webinar, a traditional selling webinar, um, that that's fantastic to be able to go through. And even if you say something like, hey, uh, I was going through the assessments earlier and Jane had a really good comment on hers. Jane, are you in right now? Would you mind popping in? And because I'd really love to talk about this, this question, yeah, or this, the way you answer this question and bring her in. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, you did go over that. <laughs> you do listen to exactly. them. You're involving them in it. And if it's kind of your star quality prospect, then like, who wouldn't be like, oh my God, that was awesome. I know. And plus it's completely different than, you know, feeling invisible, like every other webinar. Well, what we do, in fact, I'm working on a training that'll go live at our learning library next week, but we actually teach that you add two slides to the webinar deck. Right. And, and so on that slide, you just do a a screenshot of your welcome page on your assessment. Mm -hmm. And basically you're basically saying, Hey, you know, I want to do a shout out to all of you who took the assessment prior to coming today, you know, Bob, Carol, Patty, you know, do the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then the next slide um, is what we call a who's here slide. And um, we give examples of what, how you guys can do this, but what you do is say, here's what I learned from looking at the assessment. Here's what I've learned. There's three three types of people here. And then you hit, you know, there's the beginner who's brand new in business. You basically just identify your three levels of people who are attending. And you say, here's the cool thing. No matter where you are, whether you're brand new or whether you're a seasoned pro, you're going to come away from this webinar with a whole sense of new possibility or whatever the thing, whatever the main offer is. So that that way, because what happens sometimes I think in webinars is psychologically people think, ah, am I really in the right place? Should I be here? And so by putting those two slides in the beginning in your intro, you'll, you'll have completion you know, all the way to the end. They'll stay to the end. And we can, we can help people really knock out the, the increasing of their conversion at the end too. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, even if you, <laughs> if you have a bunch of people that are, that are newbies, it's like, okay, well, I had this presentation wrapped up for, you know, starting, middle and end, but we're going to kick out the end and we're going to focus more in the beginning because that's where you guys are. Knowing that as the facilitator right. is awesome because now you're talking their language the whole time. And you like, why would you waste two thirds of your talking time on stuff that's going to fall in deaf ears? Like, you're so that's just right. Brilliant. You know, you know what I think is, you know, this is good news and bad news, but I just, an FYI for everybody who's listening. <clears throat> so, because we have so many clients across every single niche mm-hmm. and we were able to look at statistics, of course, with their permission. Um, what we learn is that most people have no clue that I would say average 60 to 65% of the people who are coming to your webinar are either in the pre haven't even started stage or the early stage. So that's, that's significant. So whether it's, you know, business or leadership or health and wellness, it doesn't matter the niche you have to have, make sure that you're not speaking to the intermediate because most people want to go for the intermediate client, right? right. They're, you know, they, I wanna, they're already kind of in business or they've already started their health and wellness path or whatever, but you got to understand so many of the people and that'll give you, I mean, one thing that's like a side bonus, Michelle, is that a lot of our clients who, who are using the assessment, really looking at the results that they're seeing, they're like, oh my God, like I need to put in this product because I don't really have anything for this group that represents a huge percentage of the leads that I have. 
So um, that's a whole nother opportunity is for you to create some products and maybe, you know, everybody, you know, I will say this, I mean, so you know the whole problem with the conversion, right? It's like ridiculous now, you know, people are saying, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, what I love to say is, well, no wonder your conversion is under 10%. 60% of the people there aren't right for the product that you're offering. Yeah. <laughs> right? And knowing that ahead of time would save us all a lot of time and effort. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, especially with live events, I like to do that with live event hosts because sometimes, you know, they're getting to the end, they're making their big offer that, and we'll, we will know exactly what percentage of the people present at that live event are, are appropriate. And then we make sure that there's a, another downsell offer for that group that we knew wasn't right for the main offer anyway. So, you know, that makes everybody happy. It serves the people in the seats, whether virtual or live. And it also ups the revenue substantially when you know that. Nice. So, I think you've done it already, but I gotta ask because you know I gotta ask. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients. Oh, Cinderella story. I mean, let's see, I'm trying to think of who is your most common listener, and I'll I'll put this story. <laughs> we have such a um, eclectic group. <laughs> I mean, um, like I think we could I think we should go with the one-on-one because I think a lot of the people that listen to your podcast are doing one-on-one. Um, yeah, I would give an example of Deb Boulanger when she came to us I and mean, she's got a great program. She works with women who are leaving corporate and starting businesses. And she was having a challenge really um, nailing that one-on-one -on -one conversation. She was great at getting um, the lead, but number one, she couldn't get them to book, right? And number two, when she got them on the call, she just was sort of, you know, there was, um, I, I, she did a one-on-one -on -one with me where I actually listened to one of her calls and helped her really refine the process. But she went from closing maybe 25% of those people she could even get on the call. And now consistently she's at an 85% closing rate. And usually when she's not closing them, it's because she's saying, you're not ready yet. Um, it, it's, you know, you're not allowed to sign up as my client. That'll usually lower your <laughs> conversion rate. Just so yeah, you know. exactly. But what she does is she gives them a, um, a, a, a next, like a, here's what you need to do first. So she has this sort of, okay, you're not ready. You know, she does a little booklet where they fill it out. But my point being, you know, imagine, you know, her program was multiple thousands of dollars how that's impacted her bottom line to go from 25% to an 85%, it's life-changing. And she doesn't have to market so much anymore. She doesn't have to kill herself doing every possible marketing strategy because she just needs to make some connections, have them complete the assessment and move them in. So that, how's that for a Cinderella study? Nice, love it. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So that among other things, what would somebody... What kind of stumbling blocks would somebody be facing right now thinking, oh my God, Jane, I need you so badly? What stumbling blocks are they facing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if you think that's a great question, I've never been asked that. So um, <laughs> let me put it in context. So as an entrepreneur, assuming that, you know, you're wanting to build your business, no matter what stage you're in, mastering the sales process and the sales conversation, those are the two most important things for you to master. Like I've been eight businesses over 37 years. The reason we were always able to beat the odds, right? Which is, we didn't go out of business is that the first thing I did, it was before I did any major bells and whistles is I learned, okay, this is the company I'm building. This is how I'm going to nail the sales process. So 
Nice. Um, chat, right? The challenge that a lot of people is they 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 shy away from sales, they aren't feeling comfortable with it. But if you think about sales, there's really just four steps. The first step is to attract the lead. The second step is to engage them. The third step, which is kind of, we're kind of different. We, we add this third step and it's how we, it's why we use the commitment score. The third step in the sales process, attract, engage, select is the third, which means you need to be selective because a lot of people are banging their head against a wall and feeling very deflated because they're courting the wrong people. Mm -hmm. And then the last stage is enroll, right? So attract, engage, select, and enroll. So the, the, the challenge that you might be, you know, I don't know what your challenge is, but for most people, you're having a challenge with one of those four, right? And I will say, Michelle, I mean, I think you and I talked about this early on when we, we became friends. Um, I'm a believer that it's not the size of, the, of your list. It's the, it's the quality that you have with the people, the quality of the relationship you have with the people. Mm -hmm. So every, everybody has some leads, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you go to a local networking event, some, you all have business cards on your desk, or you've got a CRM that has some names and emails in there. So I like to go to the engage part. And that's usually where the problem is. And it was the impetus for the whole company, which is I had all these emails and I didn't know who was at the other end. So I would say that most of you, you've not honed that ability to create meaningful connections with the people who've already raised their hand, whether it was live virtually or through an opt-in, you haven't really learned how to create a meaningful connection with them because that's where you can get to the, the last two stages, which is select and enroll. So um, I think that's for everybody. There's not a person listening that can't benefit from having an assessment in their business. We make it super easy, templates, swipe copy. Typically a person can get um, the first pass of their assessment done in less than an hour, maybe even 45 minutes to 30 minutes. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's just committing yourself to say, you know what? I have this business, I wanna make an impact and I gotta learn to do this, this selling thing, which, um, you know, I think probably one of my greatest uh, joys in life is to take someone who's here to change the planet and to have them be comfortable with the concept of marketing and sales and have them become really good at it in a way that's aligned with their own values. And that's what I feel like the assessment really does. Nice. Love that. So I'm already thinking of people that I have to get you in front of, but I know that our <laughs> listeners are going to want more from you. So how do they start their journey with you? Well, so I'm going to assume you're going to have some links because I want to make sure we know that they came from you. <laughs> so um, a couple different ways to go. Um, we have uh, some webinars that you can sign up for um, at magpie.com. So that's M-A-G-P-A-I.com. Um, use the link that's here by this um, particular replay. Um, you have two different roads to go, honestly. And you and I talked about this, Michelle. We have a 14-day free trial, so everybody listening should at least jump into the 14-day free trial. I have an amazing client care team. We have office hours every single day. Um, you basically can go in, pick from our templates, choose how you want to use it. We have different um, sequences that you can do. So at the very least, go in and try the 14-day free trial. And then we do a little leaven on you, make sure you have what you need. A lot of people in this industry, they're like, you know what, I know I need this. I want the done for you model. And so we do have a done for you package. And so when you go to magpie.com forward slash DFY, it, it describes our done for you package. And, you know, I'm a geek. I've, 
I've built thousands of assessments. I can do it in my sleep. Um, and so I, myself, I'm involved as well. And I have other people on my team that are assessment specialists. And, you know, save yourself some time. You know, literally, we can get your assessment up and running in your business in about a 48-hour period. So and trust me, they are way better at it than you are. <laughs> just <laughs> well, just like you. I mean, right? that's what you do, right? That's what you do. Yeah. You, you're so much better. And the time that people you know, waste, trying to do it on their own and second guessing themselves, you know, this is a place that's worth your investment and our done for you package is super, super affordable. Nice. I love that. And when she says she has uh, office hours on every day, it's not just that they're working every day, it's that they have an open door policy office hours, meaning that you can jump on a call with them and, and get your questions answered. Yeah. So it's, and it's actually say- a Q&A time. Yep. Yeah, it really is. I mean, to, and literally, um, you know, the team, Alex and Dean are the ones that are leading it now. I will tell you, um, I was on with Malton, one of our, he's one of our UK clients. And you know what he said, Michelle? He said he, in all of his years, he's probably 30 years in business. He's one of our agencies. So he builds up funnels for other people. Um, but he said in all of his business, he's never experienced a tech tool or any kind of support team that is a, as responsive and spot on. And I, that has nothing to do with me. It has to do with my amazing team, but we really care. We have a policy of no client left behind. And we, we live out that, that policy every single day by the office hours and email support. So. Yes, you do. You guys are awesome at that. That's fantastic. Awesome. So thank you so much for your time today. I know it's super valuable and I got to squeeze some out. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Any last words? Oh, actually, no, I got one more question before I get to my last question. Okay. Uh At what point did you know that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Oh my God, I love that question. (laughs) Um, I'm the youngest of four children and I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. So I saw my dad take risks like you can't believe. I, risk in our house was rewarded when he saw us taking risks. And I knew um, that I could never be employed by anyone else, <laughs> that I knew I had to be my own boss. And so I went straight out of getting my master's degree, took $5,000 that we had saved for my wedding ring. Um, and my husband and I started our first business and, and I never turned back. So oh, it's so sweet with this business, yeah. I'd be <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Well, you know, it's a big ring door knocker at the front of the office and you're sad. <laughs> exactly. Well, I will tell you this. People say like, how have you been married in these 37 years? You know, like beat the odds there too. And I was like, well, it's really messy to get divorced when you have a business together. So we just worked our stuff out. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't eat them. Instead of having, you know, eight kids, we have eight businesses. It works. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is fun. That is fun. You are awesome. I wanted you. Gosh, this is probably the most fun I've ever had on a podcast interview. You're amazing. Yay. Well, thank you. That's awesome. I'd love to hear that. So any last words for our peeps besides that you love me? (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, even if technology doesn't feel like your thing, um, it's not about technology. It's about building relationships. So, so just get the technology done. It's automatic after that. And I promise you, you're going to love just being able to build meaningful connections and seeing the results on the sales side. Nice. I love that. And you're going to love working with Jane and her team because they are truly awesome and they're experts. So go to her. Awesome. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or topic you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at Michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. 
Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.